The SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford, All Insurance Ontario, and Popeye Supplements. Jim K. is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. For years now, Jim K. has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, Jim K. has solutions. From small things like delivery vans right up to the F-750. If you can't find what you're looking for, I'm betting the Jim K. team will find it for you at a price that fits your budget. Jim K. Ford, Uville Drive in Orleans or JimKFord.com. Give the gift of health this Christmas at Popeye Supplements Ottawa. Gift cards are a great option for that special person in your life. Or maybe treat yourself. And as a bonus, Popeye's is a free gift to go with every qualifying gift card. From shaker cups to towels to gym bags, yours for free. Happy Holidays from Popeye Supplements Ottawa. Trucks and minivans cost less to insure than small cars. You get a better deal on home insurance if you have good credit. The biggest insurance brokers are owned by insurance companies. I'm Josh. Make sure you choose a broker who has your best interest in mind. All Insurance Ontario is independent, family-owned, and has your back. Text me at 613-860-6008 to get on our team. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Dump the puck in, a crazy bounce, right to the front of the net, What a save by Braden Holtby after the puck bounced through the crease and it looked like it was going to be a freebie to tie it up. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Hey everyone, welcome to the SWP, a podcast all about sports and whatever. That is Braden Holtby with a huge and fairly ridiculous save in the 2018 Cup Final. Washington and Vegas. That clip courtesy of CBC. Jim Hewson with a call. Holtby now with the Canucks. And an interesting story about the artwork that he's chosen for his new goalie mask. We'll get into that today. The Cleveland Indians name change is coming, but not this season after all. We had a COVID update. Things are really bad in Jimmy's part of the world and a whole lot more today. Jimmy and Steve trying to make sense of sports and whatever and hoping that you'll like, share and subscribe to the show and help bankroll this daily podcast initiative. It's a labor of love, of course, but we do also hope to keep the heat on this winter james how are things stevie i'm good you know i'm good how are you great you caught me mid-sip you hardly ever ask me how i'm doing but i'm good thank you i was going through mcdonald's uh to get i switch it up stevie my coffee between tim's and mcdonald's i was going through and you know and then i, I pulled up to the drive through it's the only way you can do it here now uh, and i'll give you a COVID update here too strange you know mm-hmm. tough things are happening here in alberta anyway uh so i go and you know, I pull up in front, you unroll your window, you sort of stick your head out and you're waiting for the guy to come on. And I, and I hear this, um, yes, may I take your order, please? And I'm going, all right, they've gone automated, you know, like they, they got a Siri thing going, right? I oh. said, I guess that makes sense, right? Everyone else is doing it. Yeah, I'll have a small double-double, please. He goes, all right, just to confirm, small double-double coffee. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I whip up to the window and it's, the guy's the guy's faking it. <laughs> the the call the drive-through guy. He's doing it. He's making up the voice, Stevie himself, oh. like a <laughs> like a Siri. I said that's fantastic. He goes, oh, I'm just bored out of my mind. I got I need things to do. <laughs> that's anyway, great. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, good. Yeah. good on him. Yeah, good on him. Uh, the uh, it, it, it reminds me of the other funny one was I was traveling back to uh, Canada. Wherever I was living, I forget, Edmonton or Ottawa. And uh, 
uh, trying to catch all the one of these horrendous days of flying, leaving at you know having to get up at four thirty in the morning and flying through. I think I was down in Phoenix and had to fly to freaking Dallas or something and weather and all that stuff and and trying to catch flights and landing in Toronto finally and going through customs and then ripping to the desk, the Air Canada desk, saying, "Boy, if we miss this flight, we got to stay overnight." You know, but if we catch it, we're good to go, you know, and I'm just running full speed with bags, pull up to the, I got one big bag, okay, so uh, I forget who I was traveling with, Uh, uh, anyway, we have just one big bag, and it was either my ex-wife or a chick or whatever (laughs) at the time, and I, you know, like I say, sweat's pouring down me, I pull up to the guy, go, we want to catch the flight, we want to catch the flight, (laughs) it must be my ex-wife going back to Ottawa, and we're exhausted, you know, I put the bag up on the thing and, and the guy goes, okay, no problem. And he looks down, looks down at the bag and then looks up at me and says, are you checking all three bags? Right. And I, I look at him and he's cross-eyed. Okay. Oh yeah. He's got the big wandering walleye thing going. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh. Right. I'm going three. You know, no, we just, we just have one. And he look he looks down and looks up at me again and, his eyes snap straight and he goes, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy trying to entertain himself. That's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he's got the, he's got the night shift working, working at Pearson. Uh, anyway, brilliant, very cool. brilliant shit from uh, both those things. But anyway. Okay. Well, let's jump in today. We got uh, lots to get to and uh, on a more serious note, James, uh, I know that Alberta is having a tough time on the COVID front and they've got some new measures today, right? Yeah, well, they do. Uh, they've done. They've done virtually a full lockdown, uh, and I like it, Steve. This goes back to what you said uh, several times over the past several months. That the you know, with, with COVID, I we all know this. You know, don't don't go near anyone. Don't if you can. Don't leave your house if if it's possible. And if you do, wear a mask and stay six feet apart and all that stuff. And a lot of people haven't been doing that, as you know. So. Alberta laid the hammer down. Alberta declared mm-hmm. a state of public health emergency to, I'm reading this, of course, to protect the healthcare system from COVID-19. Social gatherings are the top source of transmission. Effective December 8th, all indoor and outdoor social gatherings are prohibited. This will be enforced with $1,000 fines. Um, so it goes up ma- mandatory, uh, masks are mandatory everywhere, uh, workplaces, uh, public spaces. Working from home is mandatory when physical presence is not required. Current child care and uh, K to 12 learning measures remain in effect, whatever, whatever those are. Um, anyway, uh, they're, they're putting the hammer down until January 12th. And I like it. I like it. I, I think it goes back to what you said is they've, they've got to really tighten it up, right? Because everyone stopped respecting it, Steve. And uh, I've always been... Well, especially from the- now the vaccine is looming, right? We got our first shipment of vaccines i think uh, today was the first day that we had canadians getting vaccines uh, somewhere here in ottawa ontario and quebec are getting them first sounds like it's uh, the elderly and the first line workers that are getting them first and that's a good thing but it comes with a byproduct of people may take their foot off the gas as far as their diligence in keeping this thing at bay right so uh, anyway that's what's that's what's happening here so we've Christmas is totally off, flipped upside down here. For for I, I live around the corner from my my ex wife uh, and my kids. My my daughter's on her own. Uh, I don't see her at all right now. Um, 
she when she popped by the house the other day, it was kind of a quick two minute deal. Uh, and, and I'm twitchy about getting it, you know. Um, and so we're, we're, we're not doing anything now, uh, with, with Christmas, you know, which is, which is a drag. Uh, and my, my ex, uh, who's a, a doctor general, uh, GP is now on a COVID team. Uh, she's kind of almost heroic, uh, where she, she's looking after strictly COVID patients. Uh, so that's, that's kind of tightened everything up with us, right? She doesn't want to come near anyone. So it's a, it's, it's back to what, what, when it first started, you know? So, uh, but I think it's a good idea. I, I like it. You know, I like it. Um, I'm and, thinking of your wife, oh my God, like she had a cancer scare. She did, you know, she did. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, she's into her fifties now. Um, but a lot of people, they're having difficulty, right? Steve getting, getting people to do it, right. uh, who are scared. Um, you know, can you imagine going, being worried about COVID and now you're going to be around COVID, you know, yeah. directly, you know, uh, treating these people. So, uh, anyway, it's, it's something she decided to do, uh, but it's worrisome for sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I only brought that up just to, you know, just to drive home the point of heroic. That's a great description of her right there. Yeah, totally. Totally. So the NHL, right, Stevie, with the vaccines coming out, they got, looked like they got into some hot water and had to, had to backtrack, get their pants stuck in the spokes. Cause there was a story floating around that, that they were going to jump the queue and get and buy vaccines for the league. Uh, and I looked at that when you've got to be kidding me, not a good move. Not a good move. Um, yeah, the optics are terrible. There's no question about that. It's uh, and, and optics are they play a big part in, in when you're dealing with a pandemic like this. It's it, it seems wrong um, to hear that. I mean, it was I think it was John Shannon that came out with it uh, toward the end of last week. The uh, former Sportsnet analyst, longtime mm-hmm. Hockey Night in Canada guy, and uh, he fired out there that a source confirms that the NHL is planning the private purchase of a COVID vaccine for all constituents involved in the potential upcoming season. Now, he did backtrack a little. He said, for clarification, in a second tweet, the NHL is interested in securing vaccine when and if it's available for private purchase. Is it at this point? No. The league is also adamant they would not jump the line to do so. And I think that's a contradiction in <laughs> in looking at it. To me, when you buy, when you when you seek to buy the vaccine privately, that's exactly what you're doing is attempting to jump the line. Right. Right. What are you going to do if, 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 if you're sitting there and you're, you're way down the list. Okay. You're way down on the list of who's going to get vaccinated. Maybe it's me, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. That I'm, I'm down on that list. Uh, can't afford it. Right. If there was a price tag on it. Uh, and then you're seeing that, well, so if you got money, then you can get vaccinated. That, that, that's just going to be killer, killer on the response from the public. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah. I, I have no problem. If you're going to buy it. Yeah. So if you're going to buy it, buy some for people who can't do it, who can't get it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I have no problem with prioritizing. We're going to, we are doing that, you know, elderly frontline workers and we're prioritizing them. And I would think that the NHL and it's uh, players who to do their jobs to have a functioning business, which a lot of people rely on money-wise, not just the millionaires, I would say they should be ahead of me, for example. 
I'm not traveling anywhere. I'm right. not really going anywhere. So I don't need it as badly as maybe they do as they fly all over the continent. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem with uh, some level of prioritizing for the NHL and pro athletes. But if they're getting vaccines and by, by them getting vaccines, it means people who need it more have to wait, then that's a big problem. Right. Big problem. Yeah. Big problem. So I'd sent you something yesterday, the NHL. I mean, they got a step here like they're on pins and needles, man. Um, you know, this, this, is a, this is a health issue, right? The pandemic, um, you know, duh, this, this just in. And, and for them to start to weigh in about how they should get vaccines uh, first, I, I just think it's a bad PR thing right now. I, I really do. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'd be better to come and say, look, we got to take a back seat to uh, many, many people who, who should get the vaccine before we should. Um, because they can do what they're doing, Steve. They, they pulled the playoffs off, pulled them off, right? When, when they did this in the bubble in Edmonton and Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, and it was kudos to them the way they did it. You know, they were very strict about it. Um, so I, I, I just don't like what they're, what they're saying right now about it, you know. Yeah. The optics aren't great. Uh, there's yep. no question about that. The, the likelihood that someone dies because 600 vaccines uh, end up at the NHL headquarters, maybe a day or two ahead of, you know, the next 600 shipment. I mean, I, I don't think it, it would cost anyone their life, but you never know it. Maybe it could, um, but optics matter, uh, particularly at a time like this. For example, well, yeah, the uh, premier of Ontario, premier Ford, Ford has been at the center of making all these announcements, you know, shutting down, oh, reopening, shutting down again. And so there's a lot of angst out there. And the premier tweeted out today a photo of himself enjoying an ice cream with the caption, guess what my favorite ice cream is, everybody? No. Yeah. No. The timing there, I mean, it, unto itself, you know, in different times, it's actually a relatable human thing to do. You know, right. humanizing the premier and just, yeah, he's like one of us. He likes ice cream. I like ice cream. Oh, by the way, Premier Ford, my favorite ice cream is chocolate ripple. You know, a way right. to engage, but not now, not no. now. The optics, it's, it's harmless unto itself. But at this point in time, that is so freaking tone deaf, it's unbelievable. Right. And, and it, it, if they are, you know, the, if they sit down, Steve, whoever's making these decisions, about prioritizing who should get the vaccine first. So if you and I were deciding that, we'd say, okay, who, who's the last person who needs it? And, and we'd go, okay, young people, okay? We'd pick an age, say under 25 uh, uh-huh. and, and super fit, okay? If they're healthy, under 25, and they've got their resources to be able to power through this without having to work, okay? Mm-hmm. That either they're able to work from home or, they, or, they've, or they've got... Uh, lots of money. So you and I might look at each other and go, yeah, good idea. So they're last. Let's work our way up. Okay. That, that person we just described, just gave the book, that's a hockey player. That's an NHL sure. player, right? They're, they're young, healthy, fit, uh, tons of dough. Uh, they've got the resources to bubble, to, to quarantine if they have to and all that stuff. So that, that's the problem I see here with, with the NHL right. saying, well, no, we'll do it, but we'll do it the right way and we'll, we'll buy it and blah, blah, blah. And they can just, it's just like you can, I've, I've been through that before where I'm trying to weigh in on something, Steve. And as the words are pouring out, I'm going, can I suck these words back in? This is a bad idea. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we should jump in though and talk a little sports, my friend. Yes. And the NHL, just to give the, an, an update there, 
They continue to work through their protocols with the NHLPA with hopes on both sides. They can have a vote before the end of this week. And that's according to TSN, uh, which notes the two sides spent all weekend working on season protocols, transition rules, and critical dates. The hope is to have details solidified this week. And TSN also says the process uh, did drag on back in June ahead of that particular return to play. And TSN says, uh, or said last week, the NHL was looking to make a few tweaks in the divisions that were proposed in the realignment plan, and they shared them with the governors last week. So we're at a stage now where finances aren't really the thing anymore. It's just about, okay, you had the last one, return to play, like you said, is all in a bubble uh, back in the summertime. And that's way, way easier to handle. Well, well, in light of the what we just read about the Alberta restrictions, how you know how, how's that going to affect the NHL now, right? Totally. Uh, yeah, it's like, okay, that's fine, but you can't do it here in our province. And that could be flaming up all over the place, right? From province to province, from U.S. state to U.S. state, things are evolving. It's not like things are static. Here's the situation. Let's start the season. No, right. The, what the situation is now may have no bearing on what the situation will be in February when you're in midseason. Right. And they got tons of dough, Steve. Tons of money, the league. You know, t- lots and lots of money. They're losing money. You know, people are, are bleeding cash for sure. Uh, but, but they've got lots, you know? Right. Um, so, uh, they, I don't know how they're going to be able to do it, how they're going to be able to look at this thing. And in fact, it may begin to frustrate people, right? If they're going, look at dude, here's what I'm living with right now. You, you guys should be doing that too. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see too, if, uh, if it's worthwhile doing, you know, if there's a lot of COVID positive tests, maybe a third of the league owners are bleeding money because there's no fans at the games. Uh, because the TV deal is good, but it's not as good as the NFL. But uh, then this could all change as the season goes on, as COVID evolves, as owners start looking at their bottom lines. Like, why am I doing this exactly right. if I'm losing all this money? So it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. I want to change gears, though, and uh, ask you about this. What do you think of the Cleveland Indians looking like they're finally going to drop the nickname Indians? They, uh, they had a very racist logo for a long time. Chief Wahoo, with his uh, absurd, maniacal grin that he always had and just, just burning red skin. And it was a total negative depiction of a Native American man that was dropped two years ago. Well, now the name will also no longer be used, according to the New York Times, as an update, which just came out just before we started here, James. The owner of the club is Paul Dolan, and he said today that um, it is time. It is time to make the change, but they are, they are going to be Indians in 2021. Then after that, it's a difficult and complex process to identify a new name and do all the things you do around activating that name. We are going to work as quickly as we can and do it right. Uh, he doesn't want to do the actual Cleveland baseball team, but he does admit the name Indians after 105 years is on the way out in Cleveland. Thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I, I go back to closer to home here, right? It was the, the Eskimos. People were arguing, Steve, don't lose the name. Uh, there's history with the Eskimos and all that stuff. And I always said, look at when, when in doubt, leave it out. What's the problem with changing the name? Really? When, when it has this negative connotation now, it's, it's unacceptable. Times have changed. 
uh, for the better uh, when it comes to awareness of this stuff. So I, I see it as a, like a non-issue, Steve. Yes, change the name, done, over with, you know. Uh, there's, there can be no upside, Steve, to you coming on as the owner of a team going, no, we're not going to change that name. We're not, we're not going to do it. It would be yeah. a small percentage of people who would agree with you. You know, people like tradition. They like things to say that stay the same. You're a fan of a team. You know, you like the heritage. It's part of what makes you a fan, but offending people like that for what? Like, you know, it's not a strong enough reason to continue to offend people like this and yeah. you made the move with the logo you know what you're still a cleveland baseball fan you make the you're going to make this move with the nickname eventually uh you'll still be a cleveland fan it, life will go on stuff changes right right so we we hear from indigenous people uh you know the in, indigenous community and you know that they want awareness of it so there's a part of me that you know that's saying well that's not a that's not a bad way to to keep it uh, in the forefront, you know? Keep what in the forefront? Awareness. I don't think this is a a search for awareness of a cause. I think this is a cause that has now been won. The cause was, hey, stop offending me with your nickname. And now it looks like this particular cause, having the Indians drop that nickname, that has been won. So I don't really look at it as an awareness campaign. Uh, I do. I do. And, um, awareness, uh, uh, in terms of equal rights. Yes. Yeah. In, in terms of Steve, how they've been oppressed, man, you know, when they go back to you, all you gotta do is hear some stories about, you know, these residential schools that, um, that, that, uh, that were around for far too long and the abuse and the incredible, incredible heinous shit that went on there, you know, um, so that's where it's that's where it starts, right? To create awareness for them. Anyway, that's that's going back. Um, but again, again, how how can we help out here? How can we help out if we're a pro pro team? And and okay, you know, I will agree with what you're saying. Well, you we can first help out with by getting rid of the name, and then right. let's go from there. Okay, I want to take a time out. When we come back, um, there's another story that plays into this whole thing. This one about Braden Holtby's mask. I'm not sure it's quite as cut and dry. We'll talk about it after these words. What a year it has been. I'd like to take a moment to say thanks on behalf of All Insurance Ontario to all the listeners for their support and to Steve and Jim for keeping us entertained every day. And also, I'd like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season. From All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Give the gift of health this Christmas at Popeye Supplements Ottawa. Gift cards are a great option for that special person in your life, or maybe treat yourself. And as a bonus, Popeyes is a free gift to go with every qualifying gift card. From shaker cups to towels to gym bags, yours for free. Happy holidays from Popeyes Supplements Ottawa. Jim K is a full service commercial and fleet dealership. For years now, Jim K has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, Jim Kaya Solutions. From small things like delivery vans right up to the F-750. If you can't find what you're looking for, I'm betting the Jim K team will find it for you at a price that fits your budget. Jim K Ford. Uville Drive in Orleans or JimKFord.com. The Glen Walton Real Estate Team would like to take a moment to wish you nothing but happiness and good health this holiday season. Safely surrounded by family and friends. Glen thanks Ottawa for the support and partnership 
and looks forward to working with you in the years to come. Happy holidays from the Glen Walton Real Estate Team at glenwalton.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. So James Braden Holtby, longtime Washington Capitol goalie, now with the Vancouver Canucks, well, he's issued an apology after images of his new goalie mask for the Canucks featured an indigenous Thunderbird, and it sparked calls of cultural appropriation. Holtby said in an interview with CTV, I wanted to make sure I apologized to anyone I offended. It was definitely not my intent, and I definitely learned a valuable lesson through this all, and we'll make sure I'm better moving forward and do the things that help this community the most. And so cultural appropriation seems to be the claim, and I can live with that. I can can understand that. But at the same time, there's also, um, there seems to be this thing where, because this thing was designed by a Swedish artist and not an indigenous one. And it seems to be that the community is cool with him doing this as long as he uses an indigenous artist to come up with the new mask. And that seems to be the path that he's going to take now. He's going to basically have the mask redone by an actual indigenous artist. And that seems to be okay. And that one has me kind of scratching my head. Now I'm not the barometer, obviously. I think you always defer to the community that's being offended, but I'm having a hard time with that one, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid on, on anyone's part. So, you know, just back to what we were talking about. Uh, and I want to hammer people with this, but you want, you want to create awareness. Um, you, you, you want to, you want to keep it in the forefront. Okay. And you know, I, I couldn't think, I couldn't think of a more successful way to do it than to have other people in other countries recognizing and, and, and painting art, native art. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that, that is my, I see that as a super positive thing and nothing negative at all. That a guy from Sweden painted the art. That's great. That's great. Look where we've look yeah. where we've gotten to. You know, uh, the thing about the bird, you know, but I, I, I have a bit of a hard time. You know, I have a bit of a hard time uh, with that. If that's a symbol for them, you know, I, I I see that as a positive thing again, like the like the eagle, Steve, the American eagle. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for cultural appropriation, and again, I defer to the indigenous community on that. Um, you can certainly say that, that there's an issue with that in this case, but I'm, I'm trying to, cause cause to me, even if an indigenous artist redoes Holpe's mask now, it's still cultural appropriation. Like Holpe's a Caucasian and he's wearing a mask that has this in, indigenous paraphernalia for lack of a better term. Simple. Yeah, like, sure. Like if my wife, for example, who is Caucasian, if she decides to go downtown Ottawa wearing a headdress and traditional indigenous clothes, but it's all been designed by an indigenous fashion designer, I don't think people would let her slide because it was designed by an indigenous fashion designer. Um, And the other part here is that that you have a famous person in Holtby and he loves the indigenous art style and he's excited about it and he Mm -hmm. wants to wear it on his mask and, and... and wear it proudly. And to me, that doesn't that up the cool factor of indigenous art? Like you're exposing it to hundreds of thousands of people every time you, you hit the ice. So it's hard for me to imagine 
why an indigenous artist would be upset by something that's actually helping the popularity of what they do for a living. But again, I'll just throw my hands up and back away from the mic because as with all things in this, you have to defer to the people who are upset. Well, okay, that's fine. But but why you're upset, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, I think you should be applauding what this guy did, applauding the artist, applauding Holtby. With this, what they've done here, uh, they run the risk of Holtby saying, all right, fine, I'll, I'll just put a Canuck logo on there and right. move on with my life. So right. they're fortunate that Holtby um, is continuing on this, this path and he's now going to allow an Indigenous artist to, to handle the work and he's still going to wear it, but it was uh, potentially a move that could have backfired. Yeah, right. Right. Now what? You know, like someone might be going, well, well that's not, we had to, we, this guy was great. This was fantastic. That's all we want to do. You know, the equivalent, Steve, if you want to, you know, you want to promote causes, Steve, and, and there's lots of them and there's lots of them. Right. And um, you got to get to the youth. So what you're saying to me is if, if they had a history class and, 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 you know, a, a big section of the, of the curriculum was on indigenous people, and kids read books, kids draw art about it and submit it and it gets put up uh, and it gets recognized and it's, there's a section of it in the yearbook. Uh, you know, and kids come home with, with stuff they've colored or, or painted. Uh, you know, the equivalent is you're saying, well, that's not allowed. They can't do that. They're, they're not Indigenous. Yeah, I mean, I, I come at it from the perspective of, uh, you know, not totally understanding and, uh, and maybe there's an angle to it I'm missing. Hey, drop us a line. We invite your feedback on this. Uh, Steve W project at outlook.com. We don't go into that discussion with any level of venom, uh, just uh, seeking understanding, I guess. Uh, So we'll, uh, we'll call it a day right there, James. Any final thoughts before we roll? Yeah. Do the Christmas thing, Stevie, because Christmas has changed here completely. We've called off all plans. Uh, Anyway, you had, you had was it some sort of poll thing you had about Christmas? Well, it was just basically uh, what's your one Christmas movie or show that, you never miss at Christmas or rarely miss, or even if you don't watch them anymore, if you had to watch one, what would it be? I get all the kids, Steve. I still do it. I started when they were very young. Uh, I get them all together still. And we, we bang off the exorcist uh, <laughs> every year. You know, it's oh, the holiday says, bliss of a spinning head. Yeah. Nothing says Christmas like green barf, a spinning head and a good exorcism, Stevie. You know? <laughs> Christmas. Well, it sounds like there's some jingle bells here in the theme. There's bells of some kind. Carol of the Bells is a fairly psycho-sounding Christmas carol. This is no worse. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. I usually just happen a, a, upon it, and, you know, the Grinch. The Grinch is a good one. The old Charlie Brown Which variation? What's, what's that? What variation of the Grinch? You've got the, the old cartoon the from the mid-60s. The, the, the poem. Yeah, the poem. Read it, read it though. You know, the cartoon, the cartoon. Boris Karloff special. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Because um, there's yeah. the one with the Jim Carrey angle um, that they did a live action version of it. And Jim yeah. Carrey was fantastic. He had a funny interview that he did about a year ago. And it was basically this, these strange parents. That's strange, but they, these parents with a small child they go, Jim Carrey's in the room and the parents go, look, Susie, that's the guy who played the Grinch. And so Jim Carrey just have some fun with the kid, goes up to him and basically makes the face, Right, you know, I guess I could use a little social interaction <laughs> and makes the huge face 
Yeah. And the, the parents are like wide eyed and they go, oh, well, we thought it was makeup because <laughs> his face just totally, <laughs> totally contorted. It was very funny. Yeah. Uh, love, love Jim Carrey. Love, love Jim Carrey. Um, do you know who they considered before Jim Carrey to do that role? Eddie Murphy and Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. I could see Jack. Mm-hmm. I could see Jack because he could he can contort his face. I don't see Eddie doing that too much. Yeah, wouldn't be as good as Nicholson, I think. You know, when you when you think of the elastic face, Nicholson and the Joker that he played in the Batman, um, yeah, they'd both be capable of it. Um, but that that brings me to five fun facts you probably didn't know about your favorite Christmas movie or show. Let's hear it. Let's hear. That it. was one of them, right out of the gate. Most people will have seen a Christmas story, uh, and it's, it seems to be set in the nineteen fifties. I want to say. Um, so they'd all gather around the radio, for example, and listen to this or that. Anyway, right. uh, there was a scene on the schoolyard where two kids are basically by a metal pole and one double dog dares the other to put his tongue on this metal pole on the coldest day of the year. Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah, it looked really realistic because it looked like the kid couldn't get his tongue off. It was like, wow, did they actually make the actor get his tongue welded to a metal <laughs> pole on a minus 30 degree day? Right. But no, they actually had a hidden vacuum behind the pole to give the illusion that it was frozen at the pole. So the kid, oh. had to, the kid's, the kid's tongue is actually stuck inside a vacuum on that. Wow, you've gone really deep here, Steve. For fun facts, okay. yeah, I, I know. Right, I you know. went right down into lame, Stevie. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that does nothing for me. I'm like, oh, well, well yeah, I, 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 I'm, I guess I'm talking to people who've seen some Christmas shows, <laughs> unlike yourself. Uh, okay. So. Okay, anyway, let's call it quits then. If I'm losing the audience, I'm losing the audience. Um, so we use that in, in lieu of uh, a final thoughts today. No, no, I have a final thought. What is it? So uh, tongue on tongue on uh, cold metal. Uh, did you ever do it? Sure. Yep, I did it. I'll tell you though, I not smart. So in Sudbury, uh, every every um, every weekend, and sometimes night skiing on Wednesdays down down to the ski hill. Uh, Nordic is the name of the ski hill and uh, T-bar Stevie. Okay. We had the T-bar. And Ooh. so, you know, they, you're, you're waiting in line there. You, you stand in front with the T-bar attendant. The T-bar comes around, you know, he puts it under your butt and you know, the, the hydraulic thing goes first, Steve. And so then the, you know, you're sitting there holding the bar. Okay. Which is, a, you know, what's, what's that a 45 degree angle, Steve, I guess, you know, up to the cable that's pulling it. And so I was, I sort of had my left arm on it and I was leaning sort of putting my head down on my arm that was resting on the bar. And then I, I sort of in a, looked at the bar and going, like I was only like two inches from it with my mouth. So I put my tongue on it, Steve, okay? And it immediately got <laughs> welded to the bar. Now the problem is, Stevie, I, can, you know, I got to get off the T-bar eventually. I got I to gotta jump off. Not necessarily. You can take it all the way down, dangling by your tongue. All, all around, and I got a big tongue. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's mine. Yeah, I stuck it to a, a T bar, and then ripped it off when I had to. You know, when I when I had to save my life, Steve. Yeah, my dad used to tell a story of Indian Head, Saskatchewan, a billion below, on the way to school. He claims that his buddy, because uh, what they did was they grabbed the back of the school bus. And uh, and basically surf behind it because the streets were just ice. Yeah, bunky. That's what we call yeah. it, bunky. Yeah. There you go. So his buddy, he claims his buddy put his tongue on the back bumper of the school bus while they were doing this bunking, as you call it. And right. he said it was a it was a nasty rip once they got to school. Yeah. So it, you know everyone's done it, Steve, and they're sort of like, okay, should I do this to my buddy? Uh, uh, 
Harry Gallardo. You know, let's get Gallardo. Okay, let's get Gallardo. And so you're telling me, go, no, no, just just stick your tongue on, just the tip of your tongue, you know. Uh, uh, okay, just, and of course, you know, it freezes to it right away. I did it with my kids. You know, I thought maybe they should go through this experience. Uh, you know, so I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them it's okay to put your tongue on the pole. But instead of just saying stick your, the tip of your tongue on it, Stevie, I said lick it. Okay, go go right up and... <laughs> it's a great babysitting. You know, there they're, they are there. You know, it's like it's like having them like a horse tied up to a post. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, good. Dad can smoke over here. I'll get you in 20 minutes. It's time to go home. Yeah. All right, let's call it a day right there. Let's start thinking about swollen tongues and stuff. Uh, yeah. We shall talk to you in our next episode. Good night, buddy. all right before we go don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with well everyone you think that might enjoy it or become a member you check out our website stevewproject.com